All right, we are back. It's hump day. It's Wednesday. Ladies and gents, you know what that means. That means it's time for another episode of your favorite podcast. It's Club Cool. Welcome to the club. The doors are open. I'm your host, Barrett Dudley. We're here, chilling, loitering on the corner in front of the convenience store. Do you, do you know which one it is? Where or where it is, Phil? No, where are we? Oh, it's at the it's the one at the intersection of style and pop culture. That's right. Of course, of course it is. But did you ever do that? Did you ever just loiter as a kid? Because we did. There was one convenience store like yeah. seven blocks from from my uh-huh. house, and we would just ride our bikes up there and yep. like try to do stuff on our pegs, like grind <laughs> on our pegs and just you know yeah. buy, buy gum basically. Our, ours was uh, Easy Mart. <laughs> ours was uh, Sun Food Store. Nice. Sun Food Store. Those are oh, the days. days. Mid nineties, huh? Shouts to <laughs> shouts to our boy Jonah Hill. He's a big club cool fan. So uh hey Jonah. Friend of the pod. Yeah, friend of the pod. I'm here <laughs> with Phil. You've heard him. You've already heard him. What's up, Phil? Here I am. Phyllis Diller. Um <laughs> we got a good show for you today, man. We are going to well, I've actually got uh, last week's content was so hot. It was just so so much heat. And there was a lot of feedback all different ways. So we're gonna recap a few of the things that we talked about last week. Just add some stuff, make some corrections, and just, you know, sprinkle a little icing on, on top of the that fire that we gave you uh, last week. It's too hot. And then we're going to talk about dressing for the holidays. Now, you may have heard us talk about this in regards to, like, Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas. Well, we got two more holidays coming up, so we're going to talk about those two. And then finally, we are going to talk about some of the highlights from men's new york fashion week which has been uh, ongoing this past week um so with that being said let's jump into it i'm gonna start with the watch talk uh again just volume two volume two just a quick recap we'd mentioned some some brands that we liked right in that Basically, basically in the in that middle range, which I'm just saying is anything under a thousand dollars, and I know that's a really huge range because like it's easy to drop seventy bucks on a watch. It's not easy to drop a thousand, but it's like that. That is the that's basically that that middle tier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just everything that's like not multi four figures that you have to go to like you know Bailey Banks and Biddle to get or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So I, I mentioned Timex and Jack Mason and Seiko and Swatch. And then I forgot to mention Shinola, which I really like, yeah. which is making all their stuff in Detroit. Good backstory. Look into it. Everything from from like cool uh, leather bands to uh, you know to some like to some stuff that has a metal bracelet and you know is uh, has that type of look. Um, That's a great brand. Yeah, Tissot is another brand uh, where I, I you know they're well known for making watches and they do a, a lot of different styles. Think you're safe there, and then recommended from you guys was Hamilton, which I've looked at some stuff that I like from Hamilton, and Skagen or Skagen, uh, also another cool one to check out if you are in the market for that uh, for a watch in, in in that type of price range. Uh, Tag Heuer was also mentioned. Uh, now th- their lowest end, the lowest end of Tag Tag Heuer, like slides in. Right under that, you know, that thousand dollar mark. So I'm, I'm, I was uh, a little bit reluctant to include it, but a tag, as as one of our listeners mentioned, he he suggested a tag Heuer Formula One, and I thought that that it was a good opportunity to share that 
a Tag Heuer Formula One with a rubber strap was actually the first nice watch that I bought. Really? Yeah. And uh, I was in college, and there's a there's a luxury jewelry store here in Austin, Austin based. It's called Russell Corman, and I went and I put that hoe on layaway. Did you really? Yes, yes, I did. Wow, that yes, it's about very old school. Very yeah, very old school. But you know, I they should do layaway more often. Yeah, it, it just any store should just offer layaway. Well, now you know, I always click through it, but there's a company online called Affirm. Yes. That oh, will allow yeah. you to do yep. it online. Yep. And I feel like there's got to be a catch. Well. Is there interest? N- there's a few different ones of these that are doing that. Yeah. Affirm is the, it seems to be like the number one player in the game right now. It's popping up on like all the all these different websites. And that seems to be relatively catch free, I think. Mm-hmm. I actually, I, I do not click on that. Because what it's more trying to get you to do is like, Pay for something in in payment in like installments. Yeah, which you know, I guess that's layaway. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a little bit more freedom when you go to a store and you put something on layaway because they generally want like a ten or twenty percent deposit, and then as long as you keep coming back and like making a payment on it every few weeks or every month, like they're not going to pull that product away from you. Yeah, you know what I mean. And if they do, then you just get they just give you your money back. So that's the the online layaway. It's it definitely seems like something that's popping up. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't really. Uh, I don't suggest going down that road. It feels very yeah. dangerous to have that of, uh, option online, because before you know it, you've just like you've done a firm for ten different things, and you owe five hundred and fifty bucks every it's single like month. Another credit card. Yeah, and it's that you don't you don't want to get yourself in that type of position. One quick note that you brought to my attention uh, a while back is. If you're making a purchase online, for some reason, some retailers out there still do this to where they don't have free returns. Um, now, if it's overseas, I recently made this mistake. If you're buying something from overseas, just kind of forget about it. You're going to be stuck with it. But John Elliott used to only do, you pay for the return. If it doesn't work, you're sending it back on your dime. He no right, longer right. does that. Yeah. But um, you brought this to my attention that PayPal will cover your if you're dealing with a company that doesn't pay for free returns, yes. send it back, pay for it, keep your receipt, take a picture of it, and send it to PayPal. If you made the purchase with PayPal, through PayPal, they will pay for the refund. Which I'll just say is super easy. Yeah. You just log, you just enter your credit card information into PayPal, and then you just pay with your credit card. You just do it through PayPal, and that way you get like it's just basically. I typically pay like that. Do you with really online shopping now? Because it's just an it's just an added layer of buyer protection basically mm-hmm. there's just that you know and that's a that's a great thing that they offer even if a company is like when you return something we're going to charge you seven bucks to return it like yeah. a restocking fee basically that counts paypal will refund you for that so yeah uh nice little tip to know about if if you uh if you're dealing with a site that wants you to send send it back on your own dime or is going to charge you uh, a few bucks to send it back mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Okay. Next up, harnesses. I largely attributed the entire look to Virgil Abloh at Louis Vuitton right now, and I was not exactly correct with that. Um, had a listener reach out who pointed out that Adam Rapon, Rapon, he was the, he was the he was the famous. He was like the very loud, flamboyant figure skater yeah. from last year. Yeah, yeah. From uh, you know, after the February Olympics, 
He kind of had his 15 minutes. He was on red carpets. He went to the Oscars. And so this was like early March, late February. It was the Oscars last year. He wore a leather harness tuxedo jacket thing that was designed by Jeremy Scott at Moschino. And uh, it was very clearly an S&M inspired one. It had Mm -hmm. that bondage look. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I, I did I want to to point that out that that uh, that we did see it about a year ago in that fashion, and that the harness in general definitely does have its roots in that kind of like leather daddy bondage, you know, mm-hmm. uh, kind of fetish type realm. That's what they called Micah in college was leather daddy. <laughs> Micah is uh, he's still a big leather daddy. Yeah. It's from what I hear. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You'll never see it, but if if you know the right people, you'll hear that. <laughs> it's been said. Well, uh, at, recently at, at home, just like watching TV, he just likes to put on like a leather vest and like a leather newsboy cap. <laughs> you know, that's just his like that's his loungewear. Basically. Okay. Um, I so I, I I wanted to do a little bit more research and just go back even further than one year. I did want to mention that it's like it's you know has some of those uh, those bondage roots, but in the 1970s, British designer Vivian Westwood, very famous designer, sold men's harnesses, and then in 1981, Mel Gibson wore a leather harness in Mad in the movie Mad Max 2. So those are a few of the spots where uh, Virgil and, and, and anybody else that's doing a modern interpretation may have found inspiration. Mm-hmm. Now, having said all that, what we're currently seeing, this like mid-layer, as they're calling it, and paired with the tuxedo in this type of, of way, in, in, in this fashion where it's not really so bondage and fetish looking, I do very much attribute the current look to Louis Vuitton. Like, in its current iteration... That is still kind of Virgil's thing. Mm-hmm. It's so, and, and and I did go back and look and like, and and I tried to pull up any type of thing, you know, where where designers were were doing it in this kind of like reverse gun holster way with formal wear, and I really I can't find anything. So I do still give him credit for for kind of introducing it in in this style. Yeah, well, I'm sure he appreciates that. Uh, yeah. Yes, he he does. Yeah, he texted me. He, he said did. he said he'd appreciate. <laughs> That's if, good. If I made that clear. Um, okay. Last but not least, recapping from last week, the Travis Scott Air Jordan ones that we talked about Adam Levine wearing. Mm-hmm. Well, this weekend they got a surprise drop on Travis Scott's yeah. website and on the and on the Nike sneakers app during his Grammys performance. Now, I was not watching the Grammys, but I do have. Uh, Tweet notifications from Soul Links, who's very on top of all that shit. And so I did see, I, I did get the notification pretty much as soon as they dropped. And this was, this little surprise release was reminiscent of some old Yeezy drops. Yeah. And that they lasted approximately 1.3 seconds <laughs> before they were sold out. It was just a total cluster. Uh, my guess is that they released something like a thousand pairs, like really, really, really tiny, tiny quantities, and and so it was just. I mean, like, if you weren't one of the very first people on the app, or just happened to be on the, or app. just happened to be on the app, you were you were out of luck. It, it was too late, even if you were right there as mm-hmm. soon as that tweet got sent out. Basically, you know what I mean. So uh, that's fine. 
I hate that, but I also love it. Yeah, I, I don't care. And, and you know, it's funny. I, I, I always love looking at, like, the tweets like that and then the various responses or looking at a post on Sneaker News about the sneakers drop. And, and people get so, so, so mad. And everybody, like, like it seems like the majority – and now these are the people that are taking the time and, and bothering to comment or reply. <laughs> but, like, they're so upset and so mad, and they think that the whole thing is just like – Oh, the same people get chosen. Uh, the one no, I was, they don't. It, it's just not true, man. Like, don't. It, it's, you know, it's tough to hit on this stuff. And but if you keep doing it, you will eventually. You will hit. Yeah, if you Even actually if think that Nike's taking the time to like cur- curate an algorithm to certain like no. people, there's no way. It's not happening. It's just really, really tough. And if you hit once out of every twenty times, then you've you're you've done a good job, mm-hmm. basically. Now. With that being said, I've called this shoe the shoe of the year so far. And as of this moment, I'm still standing by that. It is also likely to be the most overhyped now as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, given this tiny little surprise drop, the current StockX numbers are absurd with this shoe reaching uh, off-white Jordan 1 mm-hmm. prices, mm-hmm. over $2,000 <laughs> in a lot of sizes. Uh, and you know, that's, uh, I guess that's to be expected, especially since Virgil's the 10 is kind of concluding. Apparently that, that last Air Max 90 drop was like the finale. That's it. Yeah. That's apparently now, I mean, that's probably not true. Right. I'm sure that they'll come back with something. Why would you, you're not just going to let that go. You know what I mean? Well, let it go and re-release, you know, starting from the beginning. Maybe so. Maybe so. I'm on board. But, but. Anyway, if that if that's true, if they're not going to do any of the off-white stuff, I don't know. Maybe they let it. Maybe they let it sit for ten months, maybe a year. Maybe we don't see anything till two thousand twenty from from off-white and Nike. Although I, even that length of time still feels far-fetched to me. But the void was there, so people need something to like send into the stratosphere of hype, basically. Right. And it looks like this shoe is going to do it. So we'll see when it gets a wider release. Those numbers will probably come down a little bit, but I'm thinking that this is going to be one of those ones that just has dumbfounding resale prices, and that'll be that. And you know, I like them. I do. I do too. I really, I really do. Oh, I did. Uh, I also saw on Instagram this pair actually comes. You know, I had mentioned that I wondered if they come yeah, with yeah, that yeah. pink pair of laces mm-hmm. that that Adam Levine had in them. They come with four different color pair of laces. Wow. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so that's, you know, it's a nice little benefit, nice little added bonus, and we'll see what happens with them. All right, that's it for our recap of last week. It just felt like all those points were kind of important to add on. So let's take a quick break, hear from a sponsor, and uh, we'll be back. Guys, you may have noticed that when I'm on this podcast, I bring the noise and I bring energy. Have you noticed that? Yes, you have. That is because I resolved to rest on a Lisa mattress. A quality night's sleep helps you recover from distractions faster. It prevents burnout. You make better decisions. It improves your memory. Overall, you make fewer mistakes, and you just feel better. You feel more awake. You feel more vibrant. Life is a beautiful painting full of great colors when you're sleeping on a Lisa mattress. And this is not just marketing. It's science. To design a better mattress, Lisa leveraged over 30 years of experience and hundreds of hours of of testing, hundreds of hours of testing to develop the perfect mattress for all body shapes and all sleeping styles. 
Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. And through their 110 program, they donate one mattress for every 10 that they sell. That's more than 31,000 mattresses and counting. They also want to make the world a better place and leave it better off than when they found it. That doesn't stop with the mattress donations. They, they partner with the Arbor Day Foundation, and Lisa plants one tree for every single mattress that they sell. Okay, so it's, you know, it's February of 2019. If you are not getting well-rested, if you are not getting a good night's sleep, it's time to get the Lisa mattress. Get $160 off a Lisa mattress at lisa.com slash cool and use promo code cool at checkout. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash cool. Use promo code cool. And if you have any questions or want to hear more about how much I love this mattress, just hit me on the DMs and I will sing the praises over and over again and tell you anything that you want to know because it's the best mattress that I've ever slept on. That's lisa.com slash cool, promo code cool. All right, we're back. Let's talk about dressing for the holidays. And I don't mean Christmas this time. But as you know, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. That is correct. And then in March, there's St. Patrick's Day. And both of these holidays, I feel, come with the expectation that you wear a certain color. How do you? What do you think about that? I don't do it. No. No. Okay. So <laughs> that's the segment. Well, <laughs> next segment. No, I'm kidding. I'm never. I'm never prepared. It's my. I, I just don't get prepared. However, I do have. Now that I am prepared, some great items that you could pick up for Valentine's Day. What? Okay. I.e. Yeah. Um, AMI makes a great now this I, I, I found this at um, South of Everywhere, which is a local yeah, boutique yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an oversized crew neck sweater made by AMI. It looks like on the top on the left chest, it's like an Ace of Hearts logo. Basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's kind and, of one of their little logos. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's it's perfect for Valentine's Day. Right now, it's 40 percent off. Dude, so three hundred eighty-six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> what this thing was seven hundred bucks? It was dope. Yeah, six hundred forty-two. Oh, that thing that's that's got to be all cashmere. Yeah, she's cashmere. She's cashmere. So if you want to go all out and impress your lady or significant other, well, that's gonna have to be for next year since it's tomorrow. You never know. Your <laughs> hey, local boutique may uh, have hey, this in stock. Also, nice pickup though. Now and then you'll have it for the, the actual holidays, the Christmas season. That's correct. Uh, 2019 as well. It's funny that you mentioned that. One of my, I, I have an, I have an AMI shirt, and like, like you've just mentioned, they like to use hearts. It's one mm-hmm. of their little logos, and so I've got a shirt that I've worn on Valentine's, Valentine's before from AMI. That's like all black, and it's got, it's printed with little red hearts that have kind of like the arrow through them. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds very kitschy, but it, it, you know what? Maybe I'll wear it tomorrow and and try to throw up a picture because it's not. It just works, and I do. That is something that you kind of have to be careful about, and I think especially for Valentine's Day, is that don't just throw on something red just because it's like the one red thing that you have. You know what I mean? Like if it's if if it's not right for the weather or the season, or if you're just wearing it because it's it's red, but you don't really like it or you don't want that's not what you want to have on, then this is definitely a holiday where the color thing it it doesn't it it doesn't matter. Right? No, it doesn't. Not really. I, I actually, I, I think Valentine's Day is a great opportunity to just dress all in black. 
That way you can reflect, you know, the cold, dead heart of the world exactly. at large. Exactly. Right. Right. Which yeah. is why I, that's my uniform is all black. Phil and I are both in complete black today. Right. Both of us are just wearing. In preparation. All, all black. Yeah. In solidarity. Um, so, yeah, that's, that, I, I just don't feel pressured by Valentine's Day. That's, that's one. I included it here because I do feel like, you know, there'll be wearing, there'll be people wearing red tomorrow. Absolutely. They, they'll get into the spirit of things. Um, but you know, you can even just wear something with a little bit of red in it. If you just want to be in this, be in the spirit, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got a, like a, a reddish plaid, you can work within the color range too. Maybe you've got a good pink something or violet or purple or kind of, you know, in mm-hmm. that, just in that, in that warm floral flowery, you know, zone family, family. There you go. Um, that's another thing. Like I've got a, I've got like an, I guess I'd call it eggplant. It's just mm-hmm. like a V-neck sweater. It'd totally do the trick if I wanted to say, you know, I rec- I'm recognizing that it's Valentine's <laughs> Day. I'm recognizing. I want you all to know that I know. Yes. Uh, what do you guys, you guys doing anything? Got doing anything uh, exciting for Valentine's Day? I don't think so. No. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm not the keeper of the calendar. Okay. You see, uh, we have uh, decided to. Lay low. I'm going to buy steaks immediately following today's podcast, uh, okay. actually. Nice. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I, and and to to get back to what you were saying, wearing red and or pink on Valentine's Day is nice, but not essential. But not essential. Whereas yes. the next holiday you spoke of, yes. uh, you've got to make, you have to make that up. Do you guys exchange <clears throat> gifts with your uh, SOs on, on V-Day? The, uh, the girlfriend has, uh, the GF has told me, there will be no gifts this year. No gifts. Okay. But she also told me that she's leaving work early to provide dessert for us. Okay. So she is picking – she's like, I'm not cooking it, but I'm picking up something special. And I, this is not a euphemism for anything. <laughs> Edible underwear? I, I, well, you know, it's a surprise. So I guess it, I, it, she's implying that it's some sort of baked good. Okay. Right, uh, so right. that's the – That she has the, to leave work early. That, that she's leaving work early for to pick up. So that's exciting. I really regret not reaching out to edible underwear <laughs> companies for Valentine's Day promo. Yeah, Have yeah. They, they, the, they should be sponsoring this. Podcast. We could be wearing them right we, now. Abs- absolutely, and that would well, be a real. Again, now that would be a treat for all not. of our significant others for uh, for us to be the ones in the edible underwear. Have you guys noticed that uh, Edible Arrangements, the company formerly known as Edible Arrangements, is now just known as Edibles? No, oh, really? Yeah. Just, Are they positioning themselves? Yeah, I was just I've about seen to a say. Lot of their they, TV commercials be. leading up to Valentine's Day, <clears throat> and they're just known as edibles. They they wow. they are about to introduce or some maybe edible. some marijuana delivery servicing in Washington, Colorado. I think foolish not to. Yeah. Huh. That that is interesting. No, well, to answer your question, we don't. We're not doing gifts, as far as I'm as I know. I'm going to get um, flowers. I, okay. I mean, like flowers that's, are mandatory. That's not a real gift of any sort. They die. Yeah. You know, you can't keep them. They look nice. and They do. I'll, you know, that's that's the least that I could do. G- given no, you know, full-time paycheck this year for me. Correct. I am not, I've, and I've already informed the girlfriend that she will not be getting the flowers delivered to the office this year. Who cares? Because it's a nice show. I know they like that. I know that they like the flowers coming in and they got, you know, it's the thing. It's just like, it's like the, it's just like, it, it's it's the checked box of like, yes, I'm, I have somebody that cares enough about me 
to send the flowers, and now everybody here gets to see that. And I get it. Yeah, I get it too. But don't you think that having the flowers at home has the same effect? Surely. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> you think that? I, I'm not so sure it does. Because to me, it seems like you're just, you have to show everybody else. It is. It's a show for everybody else. It's a else. show for this everybody else. Like, Absolutely. I, the, the flower delivery at the office was like social media before social media. That's This correct. is the flex. Very That's much. Right. This Very is much the so, people yes. around you seeing how much better your life is, but only the part of their life that you want them to see. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, I'm glad you mentioned the flower delivery because this year, since she, I, was, I asked her what time she was leaving because I was trying to shave off the expense and just deliver them myself. Okay, yeah. But yep. she's leaving work at 2 o'clock, <laughs> so now I can't. I don't. I don't know what to do. I think I'm just going to have him at the house. That's yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, and obviously, I hope, like I hope she's not listening. The the, the, fur, the further she's along not. that you are in the relationship, I think the 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 less essential that office delivery becomes. Although I do think it is still a nice thing to do, even if you don't do it every single year. Um. So yeah. Well, happy Valentine's Day to all the lovers out there. <laughs> it's a lady. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get on to the next holiday. It's coming up next month, and this is actually the one that I that I received a uh, a direct message about. St. Patrick's Day. What's the right way to do green? All right. Now, this is a holiday where you're definitely expected to wear the color. I think, and to me, I, I guess I this one. I feel like you should wear green. I do. Because St. Patrick's Day is all about having fun and drinking. Uh, Hopefully that doesn't offend any of our Irish listeners out there because that's what the American St. Patrick's Day holiday is about. Mm -hmm. You know, can't lie about that. Uh, So it's like, I feel like if you don't wear green on St. Patrick's Day, you're just saying that you don't want, you don't like the fun of the of the holiday like you are you are a person that will not drink any green beer Mm. or you could be saying i forgot yeah not an excuse (laughs) how hard is it how hard is it to wear a color on one day yeah plus you you know there's the thing you will get pinched if you're not wearing green that's Mm. a rule now maybe not so much anymore uh hashtag me too but um but you know (laughs) <laughs> I just don't pay attention enough. I, guess. I I I mean, if if it comes up on my calendar and I get an alert or something, and I have prepared myself <laughs> to wear the green, then yeah. But like, it's not one of those things. Like, if I wasn't wearing green, I would switch what I was doing to go back and find something to put on. I don't have a lot of green. Well, I'm Me not telling you to go home and switch if you forget. But like, I don't know. I like I like Saint. You Patrick's want Day. participation. I want participation. Yeah. Yes, I like the participation. Yeah. I like the participation. It's because it's not that difficult, and it's like kind of you know. I, I don't know. I get maybe maybe I'm just maybe I just like the excuse to like go drink a green beer on a Tuesday or something. It is good. Yeah. You know, it, in fairness, the Austin situation, uh, which we all live in Austin, it's really not a St. Patrick's Day city no, because it always falls quite. during yeah. South by. So you've had the excuse to drink beer on a Tuesday afternoon and a Wednesday afternoon and a Thursday afternoon to go see a free free concert and maybe have a free beer. So by the time St. Patrick's Day rolls around like halfway through the music portion of South By, it's like, do I really care? We don't have a particularly strong Irish, um, you know, heritage here in the city of Austin Mm -hmm. and a, a big Irish population. We don't have a big parade. We don't have anything like that. 
uh, last year I went to New York for the weekend after St. Patrick's Day, and I went to the Yonkers St. Patrick's Day Parade, and that was quite a show. This this is a much higher concentration of, of Irish yeah. Americans, and wow, it was taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of good things but it, about— it's really just not like that here. Savannah, Georgia apparently has like a massive St. Patrick's Well, uh, Dallas— Really? Dallas yes. does it big. Yeah, they have a big parade, and for many years, um, they didn't have the, the the city had a recession or something and couldn't pay for the parade, and Mark Cuban ends up paying for it every year. Wow. And so it, I think it's actually now called like the Mavericks St. Patrick's <laughs> Day Parade, but he just writes like a $200,000 check <laughs> or for whatever it costs to pay the cops to shouts, be there. Shouts to the Cubes. And That's so awesome. Cuban has single-handedly kept that alive in Dallas, but it is a big it shit show for See, th- those term. are the types of initiatives that could really make him a formidable uh, presidential candidate. That's true. Wow. <laughs> could help with the Irish ca- Could really help with what the, are you uh, the Catholic to say? vote. Uh, would yeah. you like to see him in office, Barrett? Um, I mean, obviously, I, I would have to hear him talk and, and, and see what type of policy and platform he would, he would run on, but I, I'd probably vote for Cuban. The the platform is St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> nationwide. Yeah, St. Patrick's Cut Day parades check. in every single city. Yeah, <laughs> with, that has like over two hundred thousand people. I'm Let's in party. Yeah, that he's running on the St. Patty's platform. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but Phil, here's here's the thing. You say you don't have green. I know you have olive. I know yeah. you have. I know yeah. you've got like a military jacket. I know you've got. You know. Yeah. That that's that's all it takes. No, green that's enough. True. A plaid with a little green. Maybe a, maybe you've yeah. got a dark forest something. It doesn't. That's what I. It does not have to be like the Kelly clover green. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just throw, just find something dark green if that's if that's more your bag. That's I'm fine. I'm in. I just have to remember. You know. Yeah. Okay. Put on your calendar. Phil. I'll, I'll, yeah. Right. I'll, I believe I'll, it. I'm going to send you a text message the Please. night before St. Patrick's Day, reminding Please. you. Please. Yeah. Uh, so I believe it's a Sunday this year. Yes, that's good. Okay, that's all right. very March seventeenth. Well, so. then you're then you're probably off the hook there. Okay. Hey, but Sunday fun day, right? Yeah, yeah. leave Sunday's, your house. Sunday Phil. Sunday's not a bad <laughs> Sunday's not a bad day for St. Patrick's Day actually, because you know Sundays can be fun. They are. Hence Sunday fun day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my one suggestion: leave the "Kiss Me I'm Drunk" or "Kiss Me I'm Irish" T-shirt in the drawer. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know, a little cliche. I'm I'm glad you said this because I feel like this is a holiday that you need to wear green. But if you have like a St. Patrick's Day shirt, <laughs> you're probably doing it wrong. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it yeah. just it just needs to be green. That's all you need. All right, guys, we've got one more break and then we'll be back to talk about New York Fashion Week. So, I've got a little bit of scruff going right now, and I'm growing it out specifically so that I can go home this afternoon and shave with my Harry's razor. I'm going to get this beautiful, close, smooth, <laughs> unbelievable shave with a comfortable glide, and then I'm going to put my razor back in its little, you know, the its little case with the holes on it that lets it dry out. It's awesome. It's Harry's, people. You got to check out Harry's razors. You can go to harrys.com/cool and join the 10 million people who have already tried this. And we've got a special offer for the Club Cool listeners. We do. You can get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. You get the weighted ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and that travel blade cover that I just mentioned. I love that thing. Go to harrys.com slash cool. 
to redeem your trial set, redeem this offer. Harry's founders were tired of paying up for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. So they took it upon themselves to just give you exactly what you need in the perfect package. They bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making these quality blades for over 95 years. They've received over 20,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Replacement cartridges are only $2 each. That's half the price of the Gillette Fusion Pro Shield. So go to harrys.com slash cool and check it out. You will not be disappointed. Get the closest shave you've ever had in your entire life. All right, we're back. Our final segment. Wanted to talk about some of the highlights for me. Uh, New York Fashion Week has been going on. You know, surprisingly, I, I and I, I just read this in a little profile that Complex did about the John Elliott show, which we'll talk about. But he mentions there, or the 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 column mentions that that he's like one of the few brands still showing for men's at New York Fashion Week. Apparently, it has really lost its luster, and a lot of brands are moving to pity. Uomo in Italy mm-hmm. or doing Paris Fashion Week instead. So, uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure why that is, why New York is is losing its uh you know, it's 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 thing for for the men's side of this, but um hmm. hopefully that that trend doesn't continue cuz I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's I that's where I'd want to show. I'd want to show right? in New York. It's so much easier logistically. Yeah. Um but, you know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple of brands that we have mentioned frequently on this podcast. But first, I want to talk about a brand called Bodhi. This brand is helmed by a 28-year-old named Emily Bodhi. And it's kind of wild and rad and very original. And I do not know how to describe it other than to say it's almost antique. Yes, very good. Wow. Wow. Uh, That's the perfect way to describe it. These freaking quilt vests so, or jackets. If, and it's we, we, the craziest thing is that it's this it's this young woman doing this. It's like you, you, it has the it doesn't have the look of something that a young millennial person would have like found interesting and, and started doing. You uh-huh, know what I mean? Uh-huh. But what Emily is doing is she is going on trips and going to vintage stores and antique shows, and she is finding like actual old relics, fabric, vintage quilts, all sorts of crazy stuff and then she's basically making one of a kind garments out of them. Are they really? So a lot a lot of them, a yeah. lot of them. Mm-hmm. So if you if you go knock around on their web store a little bit, it's bodynewyork.com. You can click on you can click through on on shirts or outerwear or whatever and you'll see some that have like a few sizes listed and usually they're described as like inspired by a fabric or they or it's a fabric that she was clearly able to get more of but then a lot of these pieces especially like on the outer outerwear you know I'll pull up grandmother's sunburst quilt jacket this workwear jacket is made from a 1930s dresden plate quilt i like it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like so it's I, I just love the spirit of this that one one of these pieces is from a tablecloth, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just it's uh they look really comfy. She made uh the uh art and style Forbes 30 under 30 for 2019. Um I'll I'll just read you some of the other stuff that she's sourced, okay? Uh globally sourced antique fabrics including New England quilts, 1920s French bed linens and grain sacks from the southeastern US. 
Dude. So uh, if you if you go to their <laughs> fit picks, um, for instance, for this jacket, grandmother's sunburst quilt jacket, go yes. to the fit picks. Yeah. All right. And now start at this guy's feet at the loafers the and, sh- and slowly, shoes. slowly make your way. <laughs> you're you're if you're looking, if you slowly scroll up, you're like, oh, well, this is a middle school teacher from the <laughs> 90s. And then you get up and it's just like good looking millennial dude in a quilt jacket. Yeah, it's yes. But it works, I guess. I mean, you know, fifteen hundred dollars, that's nothing right. Um, well, but okay, yes, this stuff is very expensive. But at least you know, I guess I appreciate it on something like this because just by telling the story of this garment, you can understand why it costs so much. It's a one of a kind piece. Right. Like somebody found, like had to go on a trip, find this fabric, bring it back, like cut the pattern, sew it together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, you know, everything is just so very detail oriented with this brand. A lot of this stuff just comes into size called medium large. (laughs) And so, you know, it's, it's, (laughs) it's even tough to find a piece that probably like works for individual bodies and, and, you know, uh, cheers to you if you're a sample size, I guess. Uh, but I like the outerwear. I like the shirts. It's very interesting. As you've noted, the bottom half of mm-hmm. what she's doing is definitely not for me. I would pair this stuff in a more contemporary way. Mm-hmm. I'd kind of like, you know, we always talk about like taking things that you like from one genre or one realm of fashion, just kind of including it in your own wardrobe and with your own personal style. So I would definitely wear some of this stuff, but I would do it in 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 my way because these little loafer things, uh, yeah, that's not happening. No. Um, it, it, the whole vibe kind of reminds me of, um, Viz, Visvum? Visvum. It, it does have that. Right? Yeah. And I think that's because a lot of those Japanese brands like Visvum play largely off of, uh, vintage Americana. Uh huh. And that's, and so a lot of this kind of evokes that same type of old world style, uh-huh. if you will. Like, la- largely based in like, hand-pieced garments that were made of, like, what they had, basically, you know? So it's just, like, these kind of, like, old vintage-looking cloths and fabrics and, you know? Yeah. There's nothing modern about it, basically. There's no nylon anywhere. Uh-huh. No polyester. Uh, so she, Bodhi showed it in New York, um, and, and she did this, the thing that a lot of the brands are doing now where they don't actually put on a runway show. They just like have the they they have like a stage or a setup or a set, and then they photograph each look right. instead of actually presenting it on a on a runway, which I'm sure is, is price conscious. Mm-hmm. It's a lot cheaper to to do that than to put on a whole show. Um, and again to mention the Grammys, uh, our Texas boy Leon Bridges wore a full Bodie suit to the Grammys. He is perfect for that look. Very yes for so, her whole look. I heard Leon on uh, the Texas Monthly podcast back in December, and Andy Langer is the host of that. He's a radio uh, personality here in Austin, a very good interviewer. And it's a great interview. They talk for like 45 minutes about his music and where he is personally, and it's a lot. But he mentioned sort of impa- – it's like, what are you going to wear to the Grammys? And this is an interview – I think it ran in December, but it was probably recorded in November or something. Mm. 
and he was like, oh, I've been talking to this this lady, Emily Bodie. Okay. And uh, we're going to do this full, like, sort of Western piece <laughs> so I can reflect on my, my Fort Worth heritage yeah. in a way that people have never seen before, but with a twist. And he's like, I've been flying to New York to see her all the time, so you better believe I'm going to look good at the Grammys. So then when I saw him wearing this, it was uh, – and then this popped up today as, as a, a subject. But uh, I would definitely uh, – I would suggest listening to this interview and his because his fashion choices have always been interesting. Yes. But apparently he's working very closely with her directly, not just sort of with the brand. So you probably some more of this to come. Yes. Although he is also partnered with the Gap. So we'll we'll see. I, mean, I think he's he's uh his his fashion moves are are uh, going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, he's definitely a big style guy, style, you know, icon mm-hmm. if you will for his his unique flair he's got such that just such an old school vibe about him right and this line definitely does yes and like micah mentioned this these specific pieces are very much uh individual to him because all the the kind of artwork on the the pants and the jacket is all a reflection of texas Mm -hmm. texas Mm -hmm. stuff um and so that also made me think of a lot of the custom stuff that Fort Lonesome does. Right. So Fort Lonesome, I think you've heard us talk about that as well. That's an Austin-based uh, chain-stitching collective, if you will. Uh, so you can do, you, you know, you can do these big custom chain-stitched pieces that are just unbelievable pieces of art uh, on a military jacket or a denim jacket or a denim shirt. But the other half of their business is basically these custom pieces. Mm-hmm. They, uh, Midland, the country band Midland, like wears a lot of like custom Fort Lonesome suits that have all sorts of just awesome embroidery all over them. Uh, and, uh, a a band at the Grammys was wearing Fort Lonesome. It was wooden wire, I believe. And, uh, is it wooden wire or wire and wood? I think it's wooden wire. It is. I just want to get that right. Wooden wire. Yeah. Wooden wire. Uh, we're 100% accurate on this podcast. (laughs) So uh, so yeah, just it. I just wanted to kind of give a shout to Fort Lonesome too because I really like the stuff that they do. They and, are uh, so unbelievably talented, and it has that. It has the same. I just like the personal nature of, of yeah. the of the the kind of custom pieces that they work up for these artists. Check them out on Instagram yeah. and watch how they do the chain stitching. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about our boy John Elliott. This is a brand that you know we really like. Uh, we pay attention to a lot. And uh, and he did show in Brooklyn for New York Fashion Week, and this was his probably his largest collection, his his most diverse, and there was a lot of good stuff here. Um, I specifically wanted to mention, and I'm going to post these two looks on Instagram because he started out the show with two women's uh, looks, and then went into men's for look three and four, and they look like they're from two different brands. Yeah. We're sitting here looking at them. So the first thing that he shows is like, I'm just going to describe it real quick. It is a, there's a, there's one like nylon jacket that's almost iridescent looking about thigh length. And that's layered on top of another bomber style jacket that has four visible pockets. And that's on another, that's on, on top of nylon pants with the pull cord hem. And then the, the John Elliott and LeBron icon Nikes. That's look three. So we've got the utilitarian, you know, tech function mm-hmm. that that whole thing that we that we talk about the uh, what have I called it the um, 
the tactical, the tactical utility look. Very and then much. The, and then the very next look is denim on denim with a western style plaid and a bolo <laughs> and tie a bolo. over chunky brown leather boots. And he's got a turtleneck on. And he's got a turtleneck on under all that. Yeah. So I don't that doesn't say that's certainly not what I would call cohesive. And yet I really like it because because it shows that juxtaposition it kind of uh you know accentuates the multiple things that this brand can be which is why I like it so much because it can it it fits with so many different mm-hmm. types of style and and all of them are kind of like are are things that I want to wear and 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 looks that I want to go for later in the show there's another kind of there's another string that is carhartt inspired duck canvas with a fleece jacket under that so very very workwear inspired mm-hmm. the next look is a puffer is it like a white puffer with which is a collaboration with a Japanese ski brand called Descent. He's got a hoodie under that, and he's wearing. And the model is wearing it with tie dye basketball shorts. And then right after that is a shearling trucker jacket with cropped white jeans. So we go in, in another string. We go from like workwear to streetwear to contemporary, all in a row. Right. And so I, you know, I kind of I don't care that it doesn't all really like mesh perfectly together because because I like the he wants to hit all of those notes. So, that's And then he also gets into like old school Patagonia fratty yeah. fleece designs that I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, I you have a vest that that Patagonia vest it's very similar that mm-hmm. works for sure. Yeah. Um I don't see why this wouldn't either. I just wonder if it's going to actually make it to production. Yeah, I think that will make it to production because fleece yeah, is is having a moment right now. Mm-hmm. I would say that this the fleece moment started uh, last fall winter with with some brands with some kind of higher end brands like, but but kind of obscure ones like the one that comes to not mind I believe is called Album A L B A M, uh, and there's another kind of techie one called like Aztec Mountain, and they were doing like five six hundred dollar fleece jackets mm. uh, that were clearly. You know, they did not look fashiony necessarily. They right. Were, they were just spinoffs of Patagonia and North Face and Arcteryx. Right? I knew I should have held on to that North Face Denali. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah. I mean, hey, you never know. Um, no, I'm glad I got rid of that. And so now this year, it's it. You know, it's just that thing of where like it kind of starts happening one season, and like the very next season, it's like okay, boom, this is a thing now. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's fleece like the elder statesman, well yeah. known for like their yeah. cashmere stuff, is doing crazy fleece stuff right now. Um, uh, outer known Kelly Slater's kind of like surf California brand is doing fleece hoodies. Amy Leandor has done a bunch mm-hmm. of fleece stuff and uses it in like their uh, their jogger pants and their hoodies. Uh, so there's there's just I'm not surprised to see John do a fleece because I mm-hmm. I think that. I think it fits in with the whole functional utility, uh, you know, tactical type look. For sure. Yeah. I'm not, I wasn't as much uh, of a fan of like this. I mean, it's not, it's kind of iridescent look mm-hmm. on some of these mm-hmm. that it kind of reminds me of like Back to the Future. Yeah. So, 
so I I thought I dug that stuff, and we'll, we'll post pictures on the gram at Club Cool Pod. Um, but I liked it because it does have that iridescent look, and yet it also has a washed look. It looks mm-hmm. kind of faded. So, but that then that just kind of makes it to me look acid washed. It it does it does have kind of an acid wash look, and it'll be interesting to see what the pieces actually look like in production. But I did pull this quote from John Elliott uh, off of a column and complex that I mentioned up at the top of the show because uh, I really like this. I, originally, I described it as washed iridescent stuff that was kind of all over the all over the place on men's and women's. So it's actually a washed nylon. And here's the quote from John. I had this idea of doing washed nylon, taking nylon and trying to treat it like denim. So we tried to figure out a process in which you could remove some of the dye, but still have it be iridescent. Hmm. So that's that's what they did. And then I've and then another picture that I have listed here on our rundown is of this kind of embroidered bomber jacket in that washed out iridescent nylon. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. So so I I just thought that was cool. You know, look thirty has a blanket poncho kind of worn as a cape, which is something that we kind of saw fear of god do at the sixth collection uh and then another highlight for me from the show was there are there is a pair of big black like chunky ass chelsea boots that I yeah really, they look really like liked. doc martens almost yeah but with no laces right yeah i'm so into those i'm into that as well uh good stuff from je uh let's talk about ovadi and sons another brand that we that we mention a bit here on club cool uh, they like Bodie, did the uh just photographed like on a set you know, against a black wall, basically. Um, full disclosure: I don't own a single thing from Avadi and Sons. Um, I own a lot of John Elliott. Not, I don't own a single thing from Avadi and Sons. I want to say I did, and I, I returned it. I can't recall what it was, though. I think it was something tie dye. Um, well, and you do have some of their stuff. They did a collaboration with Gap, and you. Oh, you, I have that hoodie you've got too. Got a couple of things yeah. from that, right? Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Uh, so. I, I can't really speak to the quality or the fit yet, although it's only a matter of time before I check something out from them because I, I really like what they're doing. And uh, I was talking to uh, a, a guy that I met through Style Forum, mm-hmm. shouts to Neil, and he kind of like said he, he feels like some of Ovadia is derivative. Like they, they just kind of pull from their their inspiration from like other brands like Gucci, for example, is like a little too evident. But I think that's why I like what they're doing so much is because I think the Avadi and Sons guys like the same stuff that I like. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like if you ask, if you ask them, they're, they're twin brothers, uh, the Shimones, I believe is their last name. If you like, if, if they put a list in front of you of like all their favorite brands and the stuff that they're inspired by, it's probably very, very similar to what, mm-hmm. to what all the different stuff that I like to check out. And so- that I, I think I'm so drawn to them because I imagine that if I had my own line right now mm-hmm. that was in the same, you know, obviously that had reached the same uh, point of progression and 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 you know was on the same lifetime as Ovadia is currently, I kind of feel like this is what I would what I would probably the stuff that I would be designing it would probably kind of look like this. I love this stuff and I really love the capsule they just came out with that was inspired or not inspired by but it features a lot of the Grateful Dead. Designs, yeah, the Stanley Moose. I mean, art, I'm art, so art. into it and yeah. would buy a lot of it if it wasn't so um, out of my range. Well, and we did, I, I we did talk about that a little bit as well. I think it is a little overpriced. 
Yeah, and, and not all of it. And then and and here's the here's the back half of that. A lot of the stuff that I like, I, I could say is overpriced. And yet, because the brands like Acne Studios or John Elliott are a little bit further along in their lifetime, yeah. they're distributed more. Mm-hmm. So they're at a bunch of different websites. They're right. at a bunch of different stores. They have a lot of stock, which in turn means that their stuff goes on sale. Yeah, Avadi and Sons distribution is at a very small point. But they're going to get there. Whereas, so, so you know, like the, one of the only... Uh, Barney's carries it, and I really Nordstrom. Can't... Nordstrom has some very few pieces. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but Barney's will get like two, three pieces, mm-hmm. and the stock is nothing. Yeah. So, the, so most of their business is still, uh, I would guess, is direct to consumer from their online mm-hmm. web store, which means that they're producing smaller quantities, which means that the stuff sells out very fast, which means that it doesn't have to go on sale yet. So that that's kind of like. It, it's actually less that it's overpriced and more that I'm not able to find it on sale yet. <laughs> and your boy needs like at least like a 20, 30% discount on most of the stuff that he buys. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, like, but they have great stuff. It's uh, it's cool. It's just, it's wearable stuff. They do, the very first look from them was like a big ass plaid coat. Uh-huh. Still into the look. Uh, I love the sneakers that they're doing because it's, yeah. it's like they mashed up a Golden Goose, a Jordan 1, and a Converse, mm-hmm. which are three of my favorite silhouettes. And so it's just like, like, you know, that that's, I know that's why I'm drawn to this brand because, because I'm looking at what they're doing and it's like, man, this is, this is, I, this is the stuff that I want to design. Right. So. And, and those sneakers kind of remind me of, um, Amiri did those high top sneakers. Yep. Uh, very similar. Yep. But again, they, they need to go on sale. Yeah. Uh, a, a last note here in both the Ovadia and Sons and the John Elliott show, and they weren't the only two. There were a couple other shows uh, that featured this sneaker. Uh, the new Nike Air Max 720 was uh, mm-hmm. was styled with mm-hmm. several of the looks. Um, now, this is the new Nike Air Max that has, like, it's the biggest Air Max bubble ever, and it <laughs> runs the full length of the shoe. You got any thoughts on this Air Max 720? Yeah, I think that it's... The bubble would look really stupid on me. That's a, that's a big bubble there. It is a big bubble. You're going to be bubble boy. Uh, you'll be bubble boy. But I, I. But you're okay with bubble. I'm okay with the bubble boy. I'm okay with being bubble boy. <laughs> yeah. No, these are cool. I love this colorway. Yeah, so that's, uh, which, is, that might be the Northern Lights colorway. It's, yeah. Or no, that's the women's. This is women. It doesn't matter. It is a cool. Get, I, get a ten and a half, you're in an eight. Yeah, I like the, uh, I, I like the. Those are nice. Yeah. Uh, you can you can expect the Air Max 720. They've only released in like two or three colors so far, but 2019 is the year of the 720. They will be releasing in lots and lots of colors. Yeah, I like those. That's and very cool. Th- there's one that's kind of like kind of all kind of charcoal graphite. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, kind of all kind of dark colors that I think both Ovadia and John uh, used in their shows. I really dig that that one. So I, I will be looking for for that to drop soon. Um, but yeah, you guys give me your feedback on which, which I'll think of this Air Max 720. I just, you know, I, I'm a Nike boy. And so by way of that, this podcast is definitely more Nike, mm-hmm. which I feel like is okay because I know that RBP probably goes heavier on the Adidas. So we've got one of each. We're, we're right. covering all of our bases. Yeah. But I just, man, they just innovate so much better than Adidas does to me. Yeah, well, when when the Ultra Boost was like in its prime, you, I mean, that's all that everybody could talk about, 
and I feel like Nike was just holding back and like just just all letting of a sudden it. just let it all go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And with with Virgil and all that stuff, and then everything since, even the even the the shoes that aren't really talked about much, like these seven twenties, right? They um they have a lot to offer. They do. Yeah. Whereas Adidas, they have a lot to offer as well. But I don't know. You're right. I think that Nike just has a a um a wider breadth. Well, the, the the stuff that I it, it's like Nike drops new stuff. The React Elements, the seven twenties, the uh, the the uh, the three sixties, which was the precursor to the seven twenty, where it's just like it's that same big mm-hmm. air bubble, but it's just a wedge instead of running the full length of the shoe. It's like I like their I like Nike does new stuff that's like techie and modern, and I dig it. The Adidas stuff that I that I like is almost always the more archival old school silhouettes. That so, they're redoing. Yeah. So on the like on the Instagram, uh, on our Instagram, I just re- I recently posted like a kind of an all cream pair of uh they're called Adidas Super Courts. It's not a new it's not a new silhouette. It's like an old school tennis looking shoe. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of where I find the biggest difference is that Adidas seems to do their best work on like their archival, more mm-hmm. classic, mm-hmm. almost retro inspired silhouettes. And Nike does a much better job at like leading the way and and kind of going into the future with their with their stuff right not to mention you know re-releasing incredible colorways and jordan ones and and all sorts of shit like that yeah so the jordans have never really died off yeah um so yeah anyways uh that's what we got today man that is is that it that's our show that is club cool podcast february 13th put it in the books put it in the books happy valentine's day everybody we will be back next week and uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Barrett Dudley. Follow the podcast at Club Cool Pod. Uh, we're gonna do another. We're gonna do some Q and A on the Instagram again. Fantastic. Next week. So look Give out the for the people what they want. Look out for that, and we'll be back next Wednesday. Bye bye.